going on. That's a good intro. I quite like that. <laughs> that is not me cracking a beer. It, it's, it's like Okada's. It's like Okada's entrance, Jonathan. <laughs> That's what they say. It's like it actually it's it's like identical, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive, and he totally meant that as well. Neil is a massive New Japan fan, as you can tell. Beard. Yes, he, he knows all of his uh, Japanese wrestlers, don't you? He knows his Tanahashi's from his Takahashi's. Isn't that right, Neil? <laughs> One letter. Not many <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I know exactly the reference you were making. Goal! Yes, 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 yes! That was a goal! That was liquid football! Uh, shit! Did you see that? Anyway... Let's get started on the podcast. Yes. An hour after we were scheduled. Exactly, yeah. That's Fucking good. an hour late. I wonder who what, whose fault is that, Neil? Um, welcome to another special presentation from your friends here at the Liquid Football Podcast. I'm joined as ever by my friends uh, Neil and Birkbot. And, uh, Hello! Yes, I'd uh, like to hear that Burkbot has fixed his mic, her mic problems by climbing out of the well. I have climbed out of the well. Yeah. Yes, it's fantastic. I rank it up now. My, my plan was to dig my way up. Yes, and uh, it actually worked, fully enough, so that's great. Um, mm. A few instances in which digging up, stupid, works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People should do it more often, Boris. Uh, so... Uh, joining us for this uh, special presentation, considering the Liverpool one went so well, uh, from the Hallway Wrestling Podcast, my good friend Rian. How are you doing, lad? How are you? I'm happy you invited me back. Thank yes. you. Yes. Um, Thank you again for being the most available person I know. So, um, sticking on the same theme of, uh, of what we had in the last couple of weeks, Liverpool and Arsenal Ultimate 11s. Uh, we decided to change tack here and not do uh, club football because, again, our, our knowledge of other clubs is very limited and we'd be very unfair to some of them. So we decided to uh, put them on the pressure, lads, as they say, and do an Ireland... Yeah, if your intro's not that, if your intro's not that, then... It depends if I'm copyright infringed or not, so we'll see. Um, I think I'm so out of tune it won't even come up, don't worry. <laughs> I was about to say, we won't get demonetized for that, so we're fine. Um, Unless somebody's monetized, like a cat being fed backwards into a lawnmower. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if you've seen uh, I, ASMR. Have you seen Tiger King? Carol fucking basking. And a fucking husband. I'm a tiger. Tiger song. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! It's just ah, oh, it's so brilliant. The one where he gets the look-alike to feed, like apparently feed her husband to the tiger while he sings in a priest coat. I mean, you can't not. The That's the next podcast. That's the next podcast. Because <laughs> there's a photo out of there's a photo of her new husband on a leash at their wedding, which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the man has no neck. Like he, he is no neck, like his chin just seeds into his shoulder blades. My, he, my can favorite, uh, he can have some of mine. <laughs> one of my favorite tweets of uh, of uh, Tiger King was uh, uh, Harold Baskin looks like the kind of person who'd eat a bag of crisps with his scissors. 
<laughs> I opened a bag of crisps with a scissors, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck would you eat a bag of crisps with a scissors? <laughs> Genuinely, it's upsetting. Uh... <laughs> right, Ireland podcast. Yes, Ireland podcast. Moving on. So, uh, this format is the same as the uh, last few times. We're basically going to go through the generations and uh, create the ultimate Ireland eleven that could possibly do better than a quarterfinal in the World Cup or group stage in the Euros, or actually be a adequately made fucking football team with an adequate FA. To or maybe play. just play nice football. Well, one would hope, Burkbot, in this new age, in the, in the new Stephen Kenny era, that we can go back to the puro football that we're, we were known for in the 70s and 80s, when we actually had or scores, players. Yeah, yeah uh, Score goals. more than one goal. Yeah, Score more than one goal. Help. Yeah, definitely. Um, Score more goals and win the game! Come on, do football. Vengeance is out there making all the plays. <laughs> I think this has made it into like every football podcast we've done since we watched that video. Football harder. <laughs> to be fair, you've kind of like wedged it into every podcast like a fucking brick to the head. Like it's not... it, it naturally it, it naturally comes up, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, about as natural as fucking uranium. Anyway. Uh, so, as is often the case, we are going to uh, go through the generations, chop them up into sections, and then we pick from each one, only giving us a maximum number from each set. So, slightly different um, from the Premier League layout, we are starting from 1990, which was a very famous uh, year for us, I'm, I'm sure you guys would agree. So, we're starting from there, and Generation 1 then will be from 1990 to 1996. Uh, generation 2 will be 96 to 2002, again, another famous period. Uh, generation 3 is 02 to 08 which we won't speak about uh, generation 4 <laughs> is 08 to 14 which we also won't speak about and uh, the most recent generation is 14 to 20 which we will half speak about so um, that's where we have to pick from and as often the case is we have candidates from all these different generations and we have to make the best team out of it so have we guys got a kind of like a, a, a team in mind uh, considering we actually have quite a a motley crew here of like age groups as well, so it's kind of interesting to see what our teams are going to look like. I think the oscillation. Like Neil, team... didn't you play with John Giles? <laughs> he was there when he just... United. I'm. In all fairness, I was expecting the age jokes to crack out a lot sooner than this. So, <laughs> if anything, you're you're the guys who are late. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna cry all the way through this because my hero oh. was. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be like the background of like just crying. Yeah, of yeah. our era. You're gonna be like our, uh, our like our, our um, like calibration basically for like, okay, this you've only known, you've you've only known Euros and failures at Euros. You've never seen Ireland in World Cup and how crazy those uh, things could be. There was that one time where my I watched football with my mom and Robbie Brady scored and she ran out onto the street with all the other mothers who knew nothing about football and started clapping. So yeah, we had that moment. <laughs> To be fair, that was a beautiful moment. The man was crying, for God's sake. He scored a goal against Italy and was crying. How how uh, could I love that man? Just beautiful. To be fair, like as I was kind of making these lists, I was kind of thinking, like, holy shit, like, each one of these players are so bang average, but they've done one great thing for Ireland, and we'll still love them as a result. This is, most, this yeah. is what it must be like for like someone like Cameroon or Costa Rica, who have like one or two good players, and they just like hero complex them out of the fucking building, like... But I suppose when I was looking through it there, I realised just how many actually quite good players we've had that were fucking 
wasted because everyone either the manager was a fucking gim terrible system yeah yeah or yeah yeah, or or everybody else around them was a complete gimp as well like yeah like um, anyone who got stuck beside paul green we all (laughs) team team paul greens (laughs) (laughs) it's a a team of gary brains let's be honest it is a team of gary brains i was waiting for that i was like why isn't anyone saying yeah i'll wait as well well, all in good time because Gary Green does make our shortlist. Paul Green, unfortunately, does not, which is, uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys are absolutely devastated by that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It has to be a sadder horse lips, like, you know. There's no Paul Green in this. It's, it's a completely <laughs> illegitimate list, you know. Mm. Uh, anyway, we better kick off then, and we're going to do it as ever with our formation. So, uh I don't think it's much of a contest here. Surely it's a solid four four two because we are a very boring team. <laughs> we don't do anything yeah. else than that. Yeah. 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 Six okay. four zero. Yeah. Six four zero. That's what to say. We just, <laughs> we just park the bus. It'd be easier. Um, Ireland employing the revolutionary back eight. That's against Georgia. Yes. <laughs> Because as like a, as a Liverpool fan, and then obviously you, there's two Arsenal fans as well. You you're you're used to playing attacking football, and then every so often during the season you get two weeks where you're watching that team that you that you hate as a club football fan do mm. the team that you love doing exactly what that team you hate does, and you're like, oh, this yeah. is a team who does fuck all and puts all the men behind the ball. I was about to say, it's like, is this is this what it's like to be a Stoke fan? Because I feel <laughs> dirty. Yeah, I feel like... really dirty. I don't. I want to. I want to clean myself with acids. It's hard. Also, you kind of get into the weird one of like cheering on like players who you would spit at. No, normally during the normal season, like John John Walters. That's that's also like like, to be a Stoke fan, especially with James Clayton. Like John Walters, also uh, you know Keane, because you know he was a former Spud. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But you can share players, yeah. The other, the, score the other Keane is the other Keane as well. Uh, as, well <laughs> as well, didn't uh, him and Patrick Vieira didn't get along very well. No, no. yeah, so I'm we... still seeing Pat, uh, like Vieira. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! Well, we, we we already established last week, right, uh, Berg, what that you're the uh, Vieira stan that uh, every podcast is supposed to have. So you know, I think we can, <laughs> we, can, we, can, we, can we can understand your position, though. In fairness, we're not we're not judging you that one. Um, so yes. <laughs> Uh, with that is with that said, then we have a formation. So we are going to pick a manager in the end, along with a uh, seven subs. So we'll do the same thing we did last time. We all picked like a fan favorite, and then just scatter the, the the subs then with players that didn't make the cut. So, um, cool. Starting off then with our goalkeepers. Uh, again, starting off strong here, lads. Uh, we've had three yeah. goalkeepers in the last thirty years. Um, <laughs> so I've had to work with scraps. Otherwise, um, from Generation 1, we have uh, Paddy Bonner, who made a nation hold his breath. Uh, generation 2, 3, and 4 gave us Shea Given. Um, so, strong fav- strong contender to make the team. Uh, and our most current goalkeeper is Darren Randolph. So, it only gives us three choices. But, I did run the numbers and picked two other goalkeepers that were close to the cut, which was... Um, David Ford from uh, Generation 3 and 4, and uh, Dean Kiley from Generation 2, who was uh, Ireland's number 2. Oh my god, Dean Kiley! Yeah, West Brom, isn't it? He's a West Brom's assistant coach. 
He was West Brom's keeper as well. That's not here. I remember. Yeah, him. exactly. Yeah, well spotted. Actually, no, I don't think he's even. Is he at West Brom? No, he's at Charlton now. He's Charlton's assistant coach mm. with Lee Bowyer. Because that is a he's that's a not a winning time team. I don't know what is. He coaches. <laughs> he, co- he coaches Aidan McGeady. Fair fucking play. <laughs> uh, McGeady's a Sunderland old boy. Um, I know. I know mm. it's hard to get your get through your jaded uh, Premier League teams, but one of them has a Netflix documentary. The other one is owned by Evil Belgians. You know they're very. No, he, no, no, no. He's on loan at Charlton. Is he on loan at Charlton? Yeah, he's so shit. He got loaned out by someone. Har- ouch, that's harsh. Uh, so yes, that's our list. That's our choice then of uh, goalkeepers. Uh, I've um, I think this one's a given. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go with Shay Given as well. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think yeah. we're all. I think we're all going to go with Shay Given there, weren't we? So, yeah, I think yeah. we'll do that. Fair enough. Given that, like, he is one of the Premier League's greatest ever goalkeepers. Mm. Um, you know. Oh yeah, like just... de- definitely, like given at his best was one of the best. Can yeah. I just point out that, like, around Generation Two, Three, and Four, we had the two best goalkeepers possibly in the world. For the Irish team, we had Shea Given and Emma Byrne playing for Ireland, and they were like both were highly regarded as being the best in the world or up there in the best of the world. So yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah. And Shea Given was just wasted at an absolutely abject Newcastle team. Mm. Um, and he never really got his uh, big break after that, though, did he? He, like, he was always in kind of like well, he, average teams after. Yeah, yeah. Well, to, to be honest with you, like he was kind of ruined. I mean, I remember laughing one time, um, not at him, but at the fact that. He had a, f- a back four in front of him, all of whom had a different primary language, like all of whom spoke a different first language. And I was like, that can't be good for defensive cohesion. And they shipped four goals. And he, like, he, he was their best player on the day. And, you know, still shipped four goals. Who was that against? I think it was like against Man U or something like that. And Man U just literally like fucked them. <laughs> you, you you could see his career flash before his eyes. Every great save Joe Hart made in that game um, against Tottenham when he played for City. Yes, yes. Joe Hart came in, and it was known as the the end of Shea Gibbons' career, the beginning of the end for Shea Gibbons' career. <laughs> he was just he there going like, "I'll, I'll get me coat then, yeah. Will I just go fuck yeah. off the villa? Yeah, yeah. I think I'll fuck off the villa. Yeah, that's great. Thanks. Cheers, lads. Yeah. And, and and then the same thing happened to Joe Hart like a few years later. But no, Shea Gibbons was Shea Gibbons was class. Yeah, such as the ballad yeah. of the shit goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. um, you, you don't you don't play at the highest level for twenty years, and mm. he, he was in there for twenty fucking years yeah. without being somewhat good. Yeah, he was fantastic. He was fantastic. Yeah. He definitely won the shoe ins in this team, um, and definitely won the shoe ins for people who get caught eating their dinner on camera, which is also very very funny. Um, <laughs> so, next up then is our fullbacks, and I was saying, I was saying as the uh, kind of like the warning to this video, to this uh, podcast, that this I think is the most contested part of the team, because I think I was saying to you, Ian, beforehand, like we have sections, we have like areas of the pitch where we have such good players, mostly defense, and then nothing elsewhere. But mm. like, but are defense. You, are you saying we might have to flip a coin here? Uh, I hope. I'm hoping not. <laughs> I think. Because we had this issue on our on our previous podcast that uh, is hopefully out by the time this gets out, Rian, if you get a fucking move on on it. Um, oh, no, so, it, it, it'll be a week after next. All right, fine. So I'll, I'll, I'll be able to pimp it out then. So, um, yes. as we're saying, so we have our choice of right-backs. So Generation 2 gives us two choices, which is uh, Gary Kelly and Stephen Carr. 
Uh, Generation 3 also gives us Stephen Carr, but he also gives us two other Steves, which is Steve Finnan and Stephen Reed. Um, Stephen Kelly also uh, appears in Generation 4, but we're not counting him, not enough appearances. Uh, Generation 5 gives us Seamus Coleman and Cyrus Christie. So uh, we're calling uh, Christie from that option as well, because again, not enough appearances. Uh, so the choice of right back is between Kelly, Carr, Finnan, Coleman and Reed. So, um, Rian, would you like to uh, pin your colours to a certain player? Yeah, well, we, if you remember the Liverpool one, um, we sadly had to narrowly cut Finnan from the um, from the equation to, in favour of Trent. So I think it would be um, inconsistent if I didn't pick Finnan. Okay. Uh, oh, because he... Finn, Finn wasn't up against Seamus Coleman. Mm. But, but he was he was up against Trent. Oh, I have know. Coleman then. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'd have to go with Coleman unfortunately. Like I do again, Finn's great. I think when it comes to like playing for Ireland, I think Coleman was a has been a better performer for us. Especially now he was also he's also been Ireland captain for a long time, so it seems a bit remiss to, to not include him. It's a bit unfair to, to fair, put yeah. him overall, like because obviously with the injury and things like that, it's it hasn't like really it's not ending well for him because like if he wasn't captain he'd be slugged out for Matt Doherty. You know, so it's 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 kind of a shame in that sense. And also Matt Doherty would make this list, but he's only been in the team like the last two years, so not enough appearances. Uh but certainly like like Doherty would certainly make this cut otherwise. Uh yep, yeah, so I think Coleman is going to make our team, that's so Mm-hmm. Again, harsh on harsh on Finnan, but uh, again, great player. Um, just pieces of meat on this in this aspect. So uh, we go to the opposite side then, and we have left back. So I've been touting that this is where the knife fight is happening. Okay, so Generation One gives us three choices, which is Dennis Irwin, Steve Staunton, the Gaffer, Terry Phelan. Um, Generation Two gives us Steve Staunton and Dennis Irwin as well. But it also gives us Ian Hart. Uh, Ian Hart also appears in Generation 3. And then lastly, definitely non-contention, is uh, Generation 5's left back, which is Stephen Ward. Um, Woo! Yes, the big nose himself. Um, so, I see this as a three-way um, battle myself. I don't know what you guys think about it. Um, I had two kind of front runners, but like, when I say two, nah, there's no one's beaten Ian Hart for me. Ooh, yeah, I have the thing. I was gonna. I, I've, I was swaying I've to pinned, myself. I've, I've pinned oh, my yeah. colours for Dennis Irwin. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. I I just remember what um Alex Ferguson used to always say about Dennis Irwin, and it was like, you know, people were always asking Alex Ferguson about all the great players he's coached and brought through the years, mm. and they asked him which was the player if he could bring back in his prime. Woody and they're all expecting like fucking to, to say Roy Keane or Ronaldo or all the others and he's like no give me Dennis fucking Irwin yeah. <laughs> he was always the first person on his team he never complained never got injured and he was so fucking good he was a really good fucking left back yeah. <laughs> and he was um, so good for so long and he never got fucking injured he literally just never got injured the guy was fucking invincible I had him as my second choice mm. but Ian Hart for me uh, won the World Cup on my FIFA 98 Game Boy Colour game uh, with a 79th minute free kick so mm, I don't know I think he, I don't think he'll I, ever I be will admit Hart dead ball uh, oh, yeah. oh. fucking brilliant yeah. 
Um, no, like I I loved Ian Hart as like a kid. I I've mm-hmm. mentioned before when uh we were talking about the Arsenal left back that I that was the position I played as a kid. Um, so I looked up to like some Gail Clichy. Um, so and Ashley Cole around that time <sighs> for a brief moment <laughs> of time. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, Ian Hart then, like for Ireland, like, um, I remember I had an Ireland jersey and I was allowed to get a name on it. Um, and I went in and I asked for Ian Hart and they didn't have like H's to iron on to my jersey. So I just walked out of the shop and didn't get a name. So Ian Hart. (laughs) I was hoping you had like a really old Irish jersey with art on it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) if, if Hart makes it in. Erwin has to go on the bench. Like, there's no way you can leave somebody like Dennis Erwin out of the team altogether. No, this is another razor. This is another razor rook. This is this another razor rook Pierre Crouch story. No, no, no. I I only wanted razor rook in because broke both of somebody's legs. (laughs) All right, in a a friendly. Um, Erwin was a fantastic player. Like he was brilliant and Hart was fantastic as well and I funnily enough like if Hart edges it because of the fact that he was so good on a dead ball I'm actually kind of okay with that mm. this is the problem like you see because I think like but Erwin has to get in like onto the bench at the very least yeah yeah Hart, Hart was a very very good I mean like, they were both really good archetypal attacking left backs mm. and you wouldn't expect that from of all things an Ireland team yeah <laughs> So this is the yeah. thing with me is because like Ian Hart is consistent of like my favorite like Ireland team was the the team that went to Japan and South Korea to a less extent and yeah. like the, just that that group of players it's like if you were to take them like separate like they are the best team we've ever had like going into an international tournament and like that's it that's even including Italian ninety and ninety four like this was like, oh no absolutely like I've, Japan and South Korea was probably our best chance to win a World Cup. Yeah, definitely. And that's why people were so angry. That's why people were so angry at Roy Keane for leaving. Yeah, and rightfully you know, so, they were, because he fucked it, everything it, up. It, it, it wasn't that like they disagreed with his argument or anything like that. They were just like, oh, this isn't like any other major tournament where we don't have a fucking you know, snowball in hell's chance. Yeah. It's like, we, we, we could actually fucking... At the, uh, all right, then we might not have won it, but we could. I'm mean, like, if we could have hit the semis even, I'm like, mm. fuck me. Can you imagine a World Cup semi-final? Ireland would blow up. <laughs> the Walker Sound roundabout would have been airlifted for its own sake. <laughs> it would have gotten like it sprouted two more exits. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Are you saying someone has impreg someone has impregnated the Walker Sound roundabout? And, <laughs> oh, it's a lay by. Oh, had, so had had we hit a semi final that year, it fucking would have been. The owners of Kerry, the top two richest people in the world, still to this day, would have been the Kerry Gold owner and the Tayo owner. Yes. <laughs> if, we, if, we, if we had got to the same point. Aircom would have been state-owned and uh, it would have been immortalised. It would still be called Aircom. That's that's how powerful it would have been. Mick McCarthy would have been would be president instead of Michael D. Higgins. You know, it's just mm-hmm. the future we could have had is something else. Like, you know, imagine President Mick McCarthy. All right, lads. So mm. I see you have this kind of pandemic going on here, right? And so forth. You get the idea. Um, he'd have been given like the key. He'd have been given like the key to the city in Dublin, and he just responded with, well, "That's a fucking big key." <laughs> Is this, does this key actually work? Because all I wanted was a cup of tea. That's all I wanted. <laughs> ah, fuck it. I'll, I'll keep it anyway. I'll put it up in the mantelpiece to missus. Um. So, uh, 
I'm swaying towards Hart, but I can't deny how brilliant Irwin is as a player. Um, this is the tough one. Like, I don't know which one to go with. I'm, I, like, this has been my toughest choice all round because I'm going like 50-50, practically. It's it's one on all now. Isn't it? And who did Ryan choose? All right. So I, Ian Hart, Ian Hart my granddad is a leader. Oh, you went for Finnan. You went for Steve Finnan. You're on all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, my that was right back. <laughs> what the hell? The hell is that? It's, uh, <laughs> it's my dog trying to kill a uh, rat toy, so I've just taken it off her, lads, so you can carry on. Oh, oh all right. <laughs> um, my, my, my granddad was a Leeds fan, and he would ramble on about how good Ian Hart was. So, <laughs> because he, cause, cause, and then I started watching, like, you kind of hear it, and he's like, all right, I'll watch him, all right. You go home, and you're, and you're like, yeah, he, he can hit a free kick. Yeah. So I'm inclined to go, because st- Steve, Ian Hart... I could I could watch the very end of Ian Hart's career when I start watching football, and I've I've ne- I never watched Steve Irwin other than maybe if they play Liverpool in an old match. <laughs> you never watched Crocodile so, Dundee. Holy shit, man! What's wrong with you? Dead Sorry, Crocky. <laughs> well, look at and now look at danger, danger. This is Steve Staunton in his natural habitat. He's got a whole lot of teeth. He's got ginger hair, and he'll sting you like a motherfucker. All right, so you just have to approach him. Talk about uh-huh. love, and it's absolutely fine, all right? So I met I met Steve Irwin, that's probably what it was. Well, um, no. <laughs> was he's in my head, he's been in my head since... <laughs> was this before or after this thing, Ray? <laughs> well, I didn't go to the morgue, did I? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so if it was after, that would have been creepy. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no, I'm going. Listen, in short answer, I'm going with Ian Hart, and I think I got that name right. Yes, you did. Ian Hart. Yes. Ian Hart. Like the thing about Ian Hart is, I think he like like Dennis Irwin was great. I think what was helping it is the fact that like Hart is part of the team that I feel is the most is the best Irish team. So that's what's helping mm-hmm. it. There's no denying though, Dennis Aaron will is is gonna make the bench. So I think that's well, that's yeah, Erwin could Erwin could go on the bench because he was right footed, so he could actually play right or left back. Yeah, exactly. Erwin's Ir- 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 Irwin's are Steve Finnan from the Liverpool episode. Yeah, yes. exactly. Great equi- a great equivalent as well because they're both just brilliant players. Um, so that leads us then so, to our centre backs. Um, we have a class of ten to choose from, uh, based from all the years, and again, a few tough choices in this lads. I'll have to say. Uh, the Generation 1 partnership was a team of Alan Kernahan and Ua Paul McGrath. Uh, Ua Paul McGrath! Uh, okay, so Rain, Paul McGrath was a football player that happened well. I know he was. Yeah, okay. I know he, bro- <laughs> he played. He played a game with a broken collarbone, I know. Yeah, Don't there worry. you have it, yeah. With a goddamn broken neck, gold medal, all that shit. Uh, Generation 2 uh, gave us the team of Gary Breen. See what I did there? And Kenny Cunningham, who, uh, you know, was oh. Yeah. who is perhaps the oh. best Apri match uh, alternative you can find. Um, Generation 3 gave <laughs> us uh, Andrew O'Brien and Kenny Cunningham, but also gave us John O'Shea and Gary Doherty. Uh, Generation 4 then gave us Sean St. Ledger, who is unfortunately eligible for this, uh, as is John O'Shea and Richard Dunn, who uh, single-handedly defeated the KGB on a one-night in Nos- Moscow, and we'll always remember him for that. Um, and our recent... Uh, oh. Iteration of centre-backs gives us uh, Kieran Clark and Shane Duffy, um, who uh, has not yet defeated the KGB, but given the opportunity, he will. <laughs> so, uh, tough choice there, lads. We have a lot of candidates here for our centre-backs, so I'm I'm happy to hear your discourse here. Who who have you got earmarked so far? Paul McGrath goes in. 
Are we going to Palmer Graz in? Yeah. yeah. Palmer Graz goes in. Palmer Graz and then eliminate a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's a good shout. Yeah. So as as a Liverpool fan, you can't actually not include Palmer Graz because mm. Ian Rush says that. Yes, that's fair. Ian Rush. Ian Rush actually described Paul McGrath as the best player he ever played against. Oh. Um, th- there's a great story about it, actually. Hang on, because I can remember this. He said the first time he ever scored against Manchester United, um, it was in the early 90s. Mm. And he thought he, the reason why he really celebrated the goal was because he thought he'd stopped United from winning the league, yeah. um, which would have been quite the icing on the cake for a Liverpool player, as, I can, as you can imagine. Yeah. So he ran over to Ronnie Whelan, because <laughs> this, this is Ronnie Whelan telling the story. He ran over to Ronnie Whelan and he said, where the fuck's Paul McGrath now? And Whelan replied, but he's playing for Aston Villa, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's so much Irish humour, isn't it? That's, that's great. But it, it's even funnier when you when you imagine Ronnie Whelan saying it with the Scouser accent. He said, he's playing for Aston Villa, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you fucking idiot. But yeah, like uh, to be honest with you, like I don't actually think we've ever produced a better centre back than Paul McGrath. Mm. I think like yeah, Paul McGrath mm-hmm. would be um, I... would be our Van Dyke now. Like if if it was that kind of equivalent, like he would be seen as a tower of strength, like going for big bucks. If, if oh, he was if, fucking if was Yeah, yeah. When I definitely... first moved into my uh, apartment, uh, one of the first nights I was here, I went for a walk, and there's a Paul McGrath mural. Um, close to the house and um, I literally was like oh my like I had kind of forgotten he's from this area so I was like oh, why is this here this is awesome oh my god I live near where he used to live and I was like really excited <laughs> I know it's in the TV <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have a similar story because my aunt lives in a, in in, the, in town near the fruit market and it's in the same square that uh, Johnny Giles grew up in so they have a plaque there to say, this is where ah. John Giles grew up in. And the gas thing is that um, him and the two lads used to go into the local pub to have a few beer, to have a few drinks every now and then. So she used to tell the story about how the three lads, like Giles, Brady, or Chippy, as you would like to be called, and... Uh, yep. No, no, you're wrong. Yeah. They're all there in the, in the fucking, in the snug of the pub, having, a, having constant arguments about football. And uh, used to keep telling the stories about how Eamon Duffy never paid his beer tab, which is always very funny. <laughs> he, he tried to... Now that again, totally unsubstantiated, Eamon, if you're listening. But uh, just uh, he comes. Oh, he he comes into the he comes into the shop I work in every Saturday for his fish. So I'll make sure he gets that story. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll again, sure he... that could be a complete fib. So best not to. Um, yes, a, a man very fond of his double vodkas. I'll say that much. Um, so yes, getting back on track then, we have shooting Paul McGrath. So who do we chalk off then? I think surely we can eliminate Kernahan, Ledger and Doherty. I think that that's three we can get rid of, yeah? Yeah. Kenny, yeah. Kenny Comey as well. Yeah. yeah, Sean, yeah. Sean, Sean yeah, we, Ledger had his, le- had his level against Croatia for a few minutes. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the famous thing with Sean St. Ledger is a fucking own goal. I don't think so. Not, not happening. Um, so we keep him McGrath. So that leaves us then with... Uh, Breen, O'Shea, Dunn, Clark, and Duffy. I'm happy to exclude Clark from that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. He was one of our be- he was one of the best, better of a bad bunch in the last few years. Yeah, in fairness. Um, of course, like Shane. again. Duffy, I do like Duffy. You know, this is the thing. I, like, I, I think what helps him is that he's playing in a really good Brighton team as well, so that's made him better. Um, 
Yeah, he's teasing on the old fantasy football for getting yes. a few goals and stuff. He is, he is. But yeah, he, he has always been one of those dark horse uh, fantasy football players. Mm. Or at least he was until the fucking world ended. Yeah, as soon as I, it's also known as as soon as I put him in, he turned bright. But not <laughs> um, hello, well, we'll probably just cut to the chase on this one. I have partnering Paul McGrath. I have Richard Dunn. Same. Oh, this is the thing. I, I was going to go with Dunn as well. Because um, I think it's a bit harsh on John O'Shea not making the cut because he, he was a very good like defender. But... I just can't. I don't think he was as good for Ireland as he was for United. This is the thing. Mm. I've always Although he wasn't bad a... for Ireland. He wasn't bad. No, I, think I, don't, just... think, I don't think. He wasn't bad, he... but he wasn't Richard Dunn. No, yeah. this is it. This well fucking said, Ryan, because like as as great O'Shea was as a player, full stop. Richard, he never had a performance like Moscow, where like Richard Dunn was a fucking psychopath in that pitch. Every single Lean ball on the ball. Just, just he, he, he lacked he lacked he lacked that one singular thing that a lot of really stalwart professionals ha- he has that one thing that a lot of really brilliant professionals have which is madness. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, exactly. That. He, he he was he was genuinely insane. Like I I, I like as a goalkeeper I've had a few like centre backs in front of me who are just fucking crazy and I'm like do you want to relax me? And then you realise no no because the other team are fucking terrified of that guy so they're <laughs> no, they're not going my, near them. So yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Find me man, Sorry, go ahead. My mom, when, when we were watching, we were watching this match. Me, and my mom, and like watching a match with my mom is extremely entertaining for the outsider. But when you're involved in it, it's very, extremely annoying. But um, tell me, tell me about <laughs> it. Been, ooh, it's ooh, not ooh, a goal. Ooh, it's ooh, not ooh, a goal. Ooh, and it, it has ooh, the has the score changed, Matt. No, that it wasn't a goal. <laughs> it's not outside. No. No, it's not offside. It's a flag up. No, it's not. No, it's not offside. Anyway, Richard Dunn, um, she, she just turned around. Out, like, at some point, like, we'd made this big cheer. Like, everyone who was watching the match made this big cheer. Like, you made some block. And she just kind of really quietly just goes, he's like a GAA centre back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, actually, that is, like, exactly what it, like, or like a full back mm, yeah. in GAA who's like last line of defense before the goalkeeper and is just going to absolutely take one for the team and block it with their face. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, she just got, but it was just the way she said it. Like she just looks up from her like pint of Guinness and is like, he's like a GAA center back. And I was like, yes, that is extremely accurate. That was the GAA roots of uh, Richard yeah. Dunn coming out there. That, that's a great description of Richard Dunn because he does kind of come across like a court guard player who's escaped. <laughs> like he's, oh. He's been allowed to play other football, like it's that's mad. Um, so yeah, my um, yeah, I I I think it's Yer- I think it was Yerevan in Armenia. Tell me if I'm wrong, but tell me someone who has anybody else who has to get their number on their shirt drawn on with a marker. I don't know why they had a marker. And yes. that's like oh, pouring they... blood. Face. <laughs> they had to draw on because because UEFA didn't let him play without a number on his back, so they drew it on with a marker. That's what like... I remember. Like. Like I, I know we've we the, like this the, like the the players we have in these on these lists are all peppered with like great individual performances like like come to mind we like trigger against the Netherlands and stuff like that, uh, Randolph recently against just anyone else, but the sheer fact that like I've, yeah, pretty, <laughs> yeah, um, but the thing is like I've never seen a player play so well for an international team full stop than Richard Dunn, like I've never seen someone yeah. play put that much arm like fucking heart 
in and sticking steel into their into their performance in him. Like James McLean, I know he like he he play he you know like you know beats the drum if you pardon the pun yeah. there for the Irish team. You have but to make he, you have to mix you have to mix quality with it. And yeah, the end, well, is that like James quality, but well, it's not even that. But like yeah. McLean, McLean makes a lot of noise and makes a lot of like you know good performances every now and then. But he's not Richard Dunn levels. Like that's no. that's what he's missing there. And like again, like all the players, even in our back four, they're all capable of performances like that. Given could save a game. Coleman can save a game. McGrath just like try and get past him for fuck's sake. And Ian Hart, bam, seventy yard free kick. Fuck it, abandon all pretense. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Particularly with McGrath, like if Ian Rush at his prime was like, that mm. fucker's difficult to get past. You're like, yeah. right, that's it. I can take it on the thirty. That was a superb player. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You don't need any other evidence. You don't need any other proof. You yeah, don't imagine, need any... imagine a modern day striker up against McGrath and Dunn. I would love to see that. Just have oh, Yak and Abish from Brighton up against Dunn and Thames. Oh, well, you can always go see him in the hospital afterwards. <laughs> yeah, no, do you know what you want? Do you know what? Here's a, here's a real battle for you lads, right? This is like pure fucking gladiator style, right? Swarm. Go on the first Swarm. whistle, go on the second whistle. <laughs> fucking go for Mbappe against uh, Paul McGrath. Just mm-hmm. let's see who wins no. that one. Let's Neymar. see who wins that fucking Neymar. battle. Neymar. Doesn't that qualify as child abuse, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Neymar. Prove me I wrong, though. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, Neymar will be sent into the fucking stratosphere. Like, he'd be the That's first it. man on Mars. Like, he was a proper expert at, like, eh, leaving a bit on the player. Yeah. <laughs> leaving <laughs> it all on the player, I think it's fair to say. But, like, but the thing is, like, you read the game really, really well. But to be honest with you, like, that's a really fucking good back four. Oh, it's amazing. With a, and... super, with a superb keeper. We're going to need it. <laughs> exactly. Imagine Arsenal having that back four. Yeah, yeah. baby. Oh, man. They'd come Shit. third. they would get Champions League football which is what they always wanted Um, Mm -hmm. but here's the thing though crazy enough we have uh, we have one player from our from all of our generations which is the first time this has happened so far it's great it's a nice diverse group we have so far which I'm sure and it opens it opens opens up then exactly yeah yeah yeah. now this I'm sure we're going to continue this trend on to the uh, midfielders and strikers because we have definitely have as much class in there that we do everywhere else um Starting off, then we so again we're gonna do because we've we've done this Something with the Arsenal. Phone going off. Uh, not that I know of, anyway. Is is there a ringing in your head or what's going on? Yeah, there is. Sorry, I always think he's his hearing aids going off. The man. hearing aids passing up. Oh my oh, god, Jonathan. fuck you, Kim. <laughs> I, I I thought he actually had a hearing aid for a minute. No, I don't. You fucking don't listen to these gimps. <laughs> he's young and innocent. Let, him, let him be he's naive yeah. and you can manipulate him to believe in you're 50 years old just let him let it happen Neil okay just let it happen I can't I can't wait to, I can't wait till the guilty pleasures come.
my one's hilarious. <laughs> uh, if you're gonna say David you're gonna Goldrick, to... I'm gonna have, have to have a chat with you after this. No, you're gonna have to. Watch, I'm just gonna say you're gonna have to watch a lot of RT Ireland match punditry to understand this one. It's very. <laughs> it's a... If this is niche even for us, then yeah, I think we are going to have to have a chat after this. Um, well, in any case, so far we've got like probably one of the better goalkeepers of the last 30 years. Mm. Mm, one of the best back fours I've seen, including one PFA player of the year. Yes, indeed. Well said. Um, okay, so let's move on to our midfielders then. So, as I was about to say there before, uh, Neil's hearing went away for a while. Uh, <laughs> Tonight, this is a terrible thing. Uh, we're going to basically group all the midfielders and wingers into this section now for our midfield four um, because it's just easier that way. But again, we can, as, of, as is the case, we can move a winger into the striker's role if we want to, just to give us that flexibility. So, starting off then with our defensive midfielders, we have a class of five here to choose from. Uh, Generation 1 gives us uh, Roy Keane. Um, the Prawn Sandwich Brigade continues into uh, Generation 2 where he fucked off and never came back. And uh, Generation <laughs> 2 then gave us uh, Mark Kinsella as well uh, in that group too. <sighs> Unfortunately, Generation 4 and 5 gave hey, us... Well, 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 John, is there really any point in going any further? Like, who the fuck isn't picking Roy Keane? True. I'm picking the YouTuber. <laughs> I'm, I'm picking the YouTuber being an 18... Uh, being an 18 <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, the other two that make the cut solely because there's no one else available was uh, Lee Carlsley and uh, YouTube sensation David Myler, um, who frustratingly has far more subscribers than we will ever have. So thanks, David. Um, central midfielders then, uh, a bit more of a diverse group. In Generation 1, we have Andy Townsend, Ray Houghton, great Scotsman, and uh, Eddie McGoldrick, former Arsenal player. And that's all I know about him. Uh, Generation 3 uh, gave us gives us Matt Holland, uh, also a player that happened. And the uh, Generation 4 gives us Keith Andrews, who, uh, again, another uh, Apri match current favourite. And Generation 5 gives us uh, Jeff Hendrick, who was uh, not allowed near Temple He's now assistant game. coach. Yes, indeed he he's is. On, yeah. I, I don't know he's what he's going to be teaching. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to be teaching, but I'm fascinated to see what happens. Shimmy hair, Hendrick, baby. How to make your hair look like wig. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How to make Even when it's look. not. <laughs> Wait, Jeff, Jeff Hendrick's an assistant coach. No, yeah. Keith Andrews. Keith Andrews. Is. No, Keith Andrews. Oh, I, I, I didn't. I didn't know where we were. I was like, "What the fuck's going?" On? Yes, Jeff Hendrick. Isn't he? Isn't he a bit young? He, he is a bit young, and I don't think he'll ever be a coach again. I, I may be proven wrong there in that sense, but I can't see Jeff Hendrick I mean, to be fucking coach badges anytime soon. To be fair, if Keith Andrews is a coach, anyone could be a coach. True. This is very, very true. I mean, we did have. I mean, Gaffer. We could, we all remember the Gaffer. 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 Uh, Gaffer. Uh, we do have an attack. Is that Tardelli, is it? <laughs> no, no, it's not. That's It's the Gaffer. Surely you understand. He couldn't say. No. 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 Okay. Oh, my head. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, you really are too oh, young. Oh, my this. head. <laughs> you really are very much too young for this uh, for this podcast. Uh, we do trying. have one attacking midfielder uh, in our midst, and it's Wes Houlihan, who's in Generation 5. Uh, Liam Lawrence technically counts as an attacking midfielder, but he doesn't make the cut on appearances. Uh, then we move on to... Our right... quality. Our quality, mm-hmm. yeah, let's be fair here. Um, so when it comes to right midfielders and right wingers, we have three choices. Uh, generation 2, 3, and 4 gave us Damien Duff. A uh, little bit overbalanced there, it's fair to say. And uh, we also had Jason McIntyre actually from Generation 1. 
and from the most recent cut, actually, sorry, from Generation 4, we had uh, Johnny Walters, who has been an in-joke in our group for many, many years. Um, Night time, son! 